trust you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for the word tonight. Thank you for the healing power that's in this place right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. How many of you came to receive healing tonight? Let me see your hand. If you notice, I didn't ask how many come to be prayed for. Because if that's what you come for, you'll just get a prayer. If you'll listen to what I say and hook up, you'll receive tonight. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. Tonight, I want you to pay attention to what I am talking about. Because this will either help you to turn your faith loose and receive or not. In Acts chapter 14, and in Lystra a man, certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard. I want you to pay attention there. This man heard. Paul speaking. Paul observing him Intently, seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Now, here's a person that has never walked in his life. But it says he heard Paul speaking. He had to hear that Paul was talking about Jesus. He had to be talking about what Peter said in Acts 10, 48, how God anointed Jesus and Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For him, for him to have faith for healing, he had to hear about healing. Now, I also want you to notice that it said that he had faith to be healed, but nothing had happened. Paul told him to stand up on his feet and nothing had happened until he acted on what Paul said by believing that he would be healed. You see, we see here hearing, faith, action. Okay? Now, I have lots of sermons that I preach on faith, I mean on healing. In fact, I got little notebooks that those, that, well, they're the same size as this, but they're, they're about this thick. I got three or four of them full of healing sermons. But the Lord, about four years ago, the Lord gave me this sermon. In fact, I had a sermon I preached about healing using this scripture but I'm, I, he gave it to me differently. And, that's, and I have had more results of people receiving after they hear this sermon and acting. Amen. Now, when I was about, I don't know, 9, 10 maybe, Dad was preaching at a church down in East Texas. 
And uh, that's when, and it wasn't a big church. See, everybody thinks that he preached to big crowds. He didn't ever preach to big crowds until the 70s when God started to use him in that area. Now, he preached, and as he finished, he had word of knowledge. Anybody that has any problems with your legs, get come on down here and sit down on the altar. Well, they started coming down the aisle. It, actually, it was a it had a center aisle and two sections with an aisle on each side and then the side aisles, and. So they were coming down there. Some of them having to be helped down there. One man, he come down there. He was bent down like this, and he just scooted. Found out later he'd been in a fire, and, and it had drawn up all of his muscles and his ligaments, and he couldn't, he couldn't bend his knees. And so here they come. Sat down, here they sat down on the altar. One, two, three, four. Five, this man. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Some people sitting on the altar. How many remember when they had altars in churches? <laughs> yeah. And so here they were. All these people down here. And dad just went down off the platform. And like Paul told this man, he just went out in front of the first person and he said, run in Jesus' name. And this first person got up. They hobbled off down that aisle, but when they come back up to the other aisle, they're running Amen. full blast. Right. Saying to the next person, next person, next person, got down to this man. <laughs> Dad said, run in Jesus' name. you never seen a guy scoot so fast in all your life. <laughs> but when he come back up the other side, he was running. And dad went all the way down. Sixth person, seventh person, eighth person, ninth person. He got down here to this tenth person. It was a lady. She was sort of hefty. She's there. He looked at her and he said, run in Jesus' name. And and I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I'm going to do it just like she did it. She looked up at him and she said, my God, preacher. I can't even walk, much less run. I'm serious. Just like that. That's what she did. And dad looked at her and he said, well, sister, you saw these other people run. They said, I noticed you got down here by yourself. Some of them had to be helped down here. Yeah, I got this old arthritis. And dad said again, said, listen, you saw they ran. You, if you'll run, you'll be here. She said, I can't run and I won't. And she didn't. And she left just like she came. Now, here he heard Paul speak. It generated faith in him. And when Paul commanded, he Jumped up. Those people heard my dad preach. They they had faith. They came down, and when he told them to run in Jesus' name, they did. Except that one lady. 
Do you realize she could have been healed too? Even though she heard the message and she wanted to be healed, she would not put action. Now let's go to Mark's gospel, chapter 5, verse 25. Mark's gospel, chapter 5, verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things and many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard, when she heard about Jesus, she came in behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I can only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around the crowd and said, who touched me, my clothes? And his disciples said to him, you see this multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her that had done this but the woman, fearing and trembling, come knowing what had happened there, came and fell down at his feet and told him the whole truth, the story we just read. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Amen. Now we go back up here. We read this passage. Here's a woman with a blood condition. It does not tell us what it is. It's just a blood condition. Some kind of, here the Word of God calls it a bl- flow a woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, some kind of blood condition. Anybody knows that anybody has a, a blood problem, uh, they get weak very quickly because life is in the blood. And it says here that she had suffered many things and many physicians. That means that she had gone to all of the university center hospitals that she could go to. Hello, that... that that, that's the way we would see it today. And it also said she spent all that she had. So what is the use of telling us that she spent all she had if she didn't have a bunch to spend in the first place? That's the way I look at it, okay? The Bible doesn't tell us that. That's just me adding that. Now, it said when she heard of Jesus. How she heard, I do not know. The Bible doesn't tell us. Where she was, I do not know. The Bible doesn't tell us. Where Jesus was, I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. So I use my own imagination. Because I grew up, you know, without television. All we had was radio. And we listened to the radio. They had the programs come on the radio just like they do the TV on certain days at certain times. They would come on the radio. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody been there beside me? You know, I, I remember my, my sister and my cousin's sister that came to live with us. I call her when she was 16 until she got married. They like to listen on Tuesday night, I think it was. They like to listen to Lux Radio Theater. And then I like to listen to the the detectives like Johnny Dollar and the Fat Man and 
some of those and and uh, and then the westerns I like the westerns they were all on there and then Sky King and Lone Ranger <laughs> all of those but as you sat there you had to as the action was unfolding in your ears you had to use your mind and imagine it with TV you don't have to imagine nothing anymore pretty bad so I have always imagined that she was in her house and why would I say that because if you go to Leviticus and read Leviticus she was living under the old Mosaic law and it says that anybody with a blood condition was not supposed to be out with the general population at all if somebody got close to them they were supposed to yell out unclean so I just always imagined her sitting in her house. I don't know whether somebody come and told it or not. I just sort of imagine that she's sitting there in her house. Sun's shining outside, but it's dark in that house because death is there. With every beat of her heart, she doesn't know if it'll be the last or not. With every breath that she drew into her lungs. She didn't know if it'd be the last or not. And I've just always imagined that somebody walking down the street, she heard about Jesus. What did she have to hear about Jesus for her to say, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be whole. She had to hear that he was healing. She had to hear about healing. And she said, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be whole. And it says when she came to Jesus. Now, I don't know where he was. I don't know how she got there. I figured she had to walk because that was the main mode of transportation back in those days. Unless she rode a donkey. Now, the kings and big officials, they rode stallions and horses. I don't know where Jesus was. I don't know how far she had to go to get to him. But it says when she came. Now, I know there was a huge crowd there because it says so. Now, she came to that, and and Jesus was inside that crowd teaching. Now, she has two problems. The crowd and her Jewish law that says, I'm not supposed to go into that crowd but I can almost hear in my mind's eye, if I can touch his clothes, I'll be whole. I can almost see her as she begins to wiggle and squirm and twist her way through that crowd. Any of you ever had to get through a crowd to try to get up to the front somewhere? Yeah, when the kids were about I don't know, nine and five, or ten and five, I guess they were. We were down here at some kind of meeting, and and that made a long time ago because uh, Craig is 50, <laughs> 53, so it was a long time ago. But he is 10, and I don't tell you what, Denise. That was my daughter you saw preaching on that t- TV, I mean, that while ago. And anyway, we only had one day to go, and this was way back, to go to 
Disney World. And I said, oh, okay, we're going to see everything y'all want to see, but you got to do it my way. I said, now, Craig, you get a, get a hold of my waistband. Denise, you get a hold of Bubby. And Lynette, you bring up the back. I played football. I know how to get through a crowd. <laughs> if you have to knock somebody out of the way, that's, all, that's what you do. <laughs> so we went through that crowd, wiggling, going. I can see this woman. I, I said that because I wanted y'all to get the idea of getting through the crowd. Can you see her fighting her way through that crowd? Yes, yes. And then she sees Jesus. There he is. I almost imagine, this is my imagination, but one of the, go- one of the gospels says she, he touched the hem, she touched the hem of his garment. That would be down around his ankles. I almost imagine, I just imagine that she reached and she didn't touch and she fell. I know she would be in a very weakened condition because of the blood condition she had. But she touched his clothes. And Jesus stopped. Now you got to realize the story was Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house because he was going to touch his daughter when he stopped and said who touched me at at that time the people came to Jairus and said don't bother the master anymore and she's dead and Jesus just turned to him and said only believe and then he turned back to the woman and he he said who touched me his disciples said, look at this crowd. What are you talking about, Jesus? What's the matter with you? Look at this crowd. You ever been, you ever been to some of these basketball, football games, especially the, in the pros? Some, the, uh, people will bend over, and, and they'll try to get them to slap their hand as they go by. That's going to make them a good basketball player. One time, there's a picture in the paper. One of the presidents, years and years ago, he came, he came to Tulsa, and everybody said, you going out there? I said, no, I ain't going out there. <laughs> but people were against the chain-link fence and had their fingers stuck through that chain-link fence like that, and he was going along touching. And you could see in the picture, their face was sm- The crowd had them smashed up against their face against there. <laughs> it was a picture, a big picture in the paper. I thought... What good is it going to do to touch the president? Touch Jesus. But he said, power went out of me. That's why I want to know who touched me. The lady told him. And he said to her something interesting. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be held of your affliction. He didn't say nothing about the power. Although the power was evident, it was the faith. Her faith did it. Now stay with me because you'll see this in a minute. Now let's go to Mark 10, 46. 
Now when they came to Jericho, as he went into Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then some, then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. They called the blind man saying, be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Here he is. Jesus came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Now, you might wonder about that. Uh, From one of my classes I had when I was in Bible college, I do have a degree. Uh, I even have an honorary doctor's degree that was given to me. What good does that mean? You know, I I get upset at some of these people that always... Wanting them to call call them doctor this and doctor that. Well, just go do what God asked you to do and forget it. That's my. I, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say. It. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But that's 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 me. And hey, at 83 years old, I can say what I want to. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. That's, I don't mince words very often, but that's part of. That's part of being a Texan too. But here they were following any time one of these teachers would be going on traveling. They were probably on some pilgrimage. You're probably going to Jerusalem. They would teach as they went along and the people that were going with, along the road would listen. When they come inside of a city, the people would hook up with them and listen to the teaching and get to the outskirts of the city, they would turn around, go back home. The people that were going on the pilgrimage would just stay with them and they'd keep walking. And I want you to notice here, it said, said by, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Now he can't see, so he had to ask somebody what's going on. It's a big crowd. He's sitting by that road every day begging. This is a big crowd. But it said when he heard it was Jesus, then he had to have heard that this man, Jesus of Nazareth, was healing people. Because he called out to him, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now that first call, according to what we've studied, was just simply a shout out. The second call was a scream, like somebody that is drowning, screaming for help. They had told him to be quiet, but the cry of faith never shuts up. The same people that told him to shut up. Now, where I come from in Texas, the way we would have said it, shut up, you old blind beggar. (laughs) That's exactly what we'd have said. Now, the same people 
that are telling him to shut up are now telling him, oh, come, he wants you. Now, it's sort of like a lot of people. And this actually happened. What I'm telling you right now is happening. They go, the church went into a building program, and everybody was excited about it except this one man. He thought they shouldn't do it. He said, we don't need to do this, blah, 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 blah. He, wasn't, and he didn't give no money toward it or nothing. But now they got ready for the dedication of the building on Sunday. Sunday. And he's going to all of his friends and saying, oh, come on and go and see our new church. See what we've done. <laughs> we didn't do nothing but be like those people that, you know. <laughs> so it says that he laid aside his garment and went to Jesus. And then throwing aside his garment. What, what does that have to do with it? Well, from the study that I did in that same book, same class, Understanding the Times of Jesus, I forget what the name of the class was. That was a book. That was the textbook. Many, many people in that day and age, they wore an outer cloak that designated their station in life. That garment that he left laying said, I am a worthless piece of humanity, a blind beggar. I am not, I am nothing. But he went to Jesus and he left it. That was his faith. He said, I'm not going to be identified with that anymore. And I want you to notice that Jesus said to him, your faith has made you well. Every one of these that we have read had hearing, faith, and action. Every one of them. The power of healing is always present. Power of healing is present in your house. All you have to do is activate it. The power, healing power is here. Now, I won't go over this keyboard for a minute. I want to demonstrate something. This keyboard is plugged in. There's a little screen with a green 12 in it. There's a little screen with a zero one in it. Here's some. Here's another screen that's got a name in it and got analog pod and CFX. Here's a red light, two red lights, red light, red light, red light, red, two more red lights, red light, red light, yellow light, red light, red light, red light, red light. Okay. this thing. Power's still here. I know it is. It's all these lights are on. These screens are on. The power's there. How come this ain't working? Oh. There's, even though the power is here, this one little switch, if it's not activated, there is no sound. The power's here. That's, ex that's exactly... 
what's going to happen tonight. The power is here to heal. But you will activate it by your faith. Everybody that's ready to activate that power and receive healing, stand on your feet right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, how are we going to do this? <laughs> There's no side aisle. Huh? Okay. Okay. This section here, y'all line up in that aisle right there. Right there, line up in that aisle. Just one behind the other. Stay, stay right there. All right. That section over there, you line up in that aisle. Right there. Okay? Greg? Greg, take this section and line them up. Thank you, Jesus. Play a little louder. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you go that direction. Send a couple over this direction now. I'm trying to do that. The Bible says everything should be done in decency and order. So that's what we're trying to do. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. This section here, as soon as that aisle clears, y'all get out and get in that aisle. Don't have to push or shove the same power of beer the whole time. Everybody that's sit, everybody that's sitting down, I would have you stand, but I don't want to get you mixed up with those that are standing for healing. I want you to either be praying with me or singing with these girls up here. Okay? Now, everybody in the healing line, everybody here waiting to get. All of you over there. Once you get here, I want you to forget everybody and everything. Forget about the person beside of you. Don't be concerned what happens to them. I've seen people get more concerned about somebody beside of them and miss the healing themselves. When you get here, I don't want you to be praying. This is not time. We need to pray, but this is not prayer time. This is receiving time. When I get to you, I'll either say, be healed, receive your healing. And I say some, sometimes I might not say, uh, I usually say one of those. I, put my hand, I want you, when I put my hand on you and say, be healed, be received, I want you to say, I take it. And I want you to grab it, activate that power. Yes. Don't be concerned what, about what happens or what don't happen. Yes. You hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. I started preaching when I was 18. From then, I'd been about 1958, and I ministered to healing the way the Bible says, believers can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But I was preaching in Fort Worth, Texas, 1977, with my first singing group that I had called Face Creation. And we were in a prayer room, and I was here praying, and they were over on that side. 
And the Lord began to tell me, say to me, tonight I'm going to start using you with gifts of healings. That's one of the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Almost simultaneously, one of the young men turned and pointed at me and said verbatim, except for one word, everything that the Spirit of God had just said to me. I went out that night. I preached a sermon called Commanding Power. It's in a little book out there. I've only preached it one other time since then. <laughs> and uh, it was different. The healing line was completely different. Sent from that time to now, that's the way I have ministered. Now, you see, you prepare yourself differently to minister that away. That's not something that I do all the time. I don't carry that with me. It's just whenever we have the healing service and I get ready. I don't have time to explain it all. Don't worry about it. Now, Dad had turned the healing services over to me on Friday night at the camp meeting. And then Lynette and I were praying and the Lord told her to work with me. There's a couple years later, I began to feel a warmth in my hand. We were praying, getting ready, like I did this afternoon, praying, listening to some music. Healing is here. I know a man who can. It's different things. Stuff that, that ministers to me. And gets me ready. And I asked him what it was, and he said, that's that healing anointing. When, when, I, when I touch people, it'll go out. And if you... A lot of people, when they feel that power, they stiffen, and it comes right back. Just accept it, okay? How many of you are ready right now? Yes. Once you get here, close your eyes, get ready to receive. When you're in that line, when they tell you to move, I don't want you to be a turtle. I want you to be a rabbit. <laughs> I want you to get up and get in line. Because when I start praying, I don't like to have to stop and wait for a line. That's just the way I operate, okay? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you right now. We go minister. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus. Receive in Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just put it right there. Just right there. I don't. Yeah. It don't have to go anywhere else. Thank, I'm yes, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now we're going to minister to these cloths. So, y'all pray with us. Thank you, Jesus. Healing, Father. Healing. Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in Jesus' name. Thank you. Complete healing of this body. Thank you, Jesus. Cancer, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. 
be healed. Spine, be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All of these bone disease, healing, healing, healing power, healing power. Healing from the top of their head to some of their feet. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus, for complete healing in these bodies in the name of Jesus. Oh, Kutuloma Makasanta. Deliverance. You foul spirits that are enforcing this. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. They be delivered, set free, saved in the name of Jesus. Delivered in the name of Jesus. Foul spirits in Jesus' name. Healing, healing. Back problem, shoulder, yopathy, night migraines, be healed. Deliverance, deliverance in Jesus' name. Healing power flows, healing power flows. Several ones here for healing, Father, in Jesus' name. These healing power flows in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, healing power flows. Father, I thank you. Healing power flows into these cloths. That healing power will flow out. Flow into those bodies. Complete deliverance in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, It says in Acts 19, 11, and 12, they took handkerchiefs and aprons from the apostle Paul when they laid on the sick. They recovered the evil spirits they left. I prayed for a couple of those over there in deliverance and for some spirits that enforcing some things. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. His kidneys be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I say this about every meeting. Those cloths belong to somebody. If you didn't put it up here, don't come get it. Somebody said, why do you do that? Just about every meeting, a lot of times I'm going to my car and somebody runs and says, somebody got my cloth. Will you pray over it? Yeah, I will. But it would have... When the special anointing, this, this, this is one of the gifts of the Spirit, and it's a special anointing. It's different from when you just lay hands on the sick and they recover. It's a different, I don't know how to explain it, and I'm not even going to try. So that's why I said that. Now, how many of you that were in the healing line right now, you can check your condition and you know that you're healed right now. If, you, if that's you, stand up. If that's you, stand up. You can check your condition. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. You may be seated. How many of you know you can tell that you are a lot better? 
Let me see your hands. All right. The Word of God says some people were healed immediately. Some people were healed instantly. Some people were begin to amend from that hour. Other people were healed as they went, it says. You keep the switch of faith turned on and you keep saying, the healing power of God is working in my body to affect a healing and a cure. The healing power of God is working in my body to affect a healing and a cure until there was the complete manifestation. You keep saying it and keep believing it. Now the devil will try to tell you, well, look, it's not happening. Don't even give in to that. Don't even give that thought. Just keep saying the healing power of God's working in my body to affect a healing and a cure. The healing power of God's working in my body to affect a healing and a cure. Okay? Now, I realize this happened a long time ago, but in 70, it was in 72, 73. We, Dad and I were holding a conference in California. He was doing the night meetings, and I was doing the afternoon meetings. He would teach on faith in the morning, and then he'd do the night meetings. And at night, they was having about four grand, and I'd, I'd have about 1,500, 2,000 in the afternoon. And I just got up to speak, and the doors opened over here, and they rolled a lady in on a hospital bed. And they, they had all kinds of deals they were carrying with them, machines and, and all kinds of stuff, all intravenous stuff. We prayed for her, and I found out later that she just didn't have cancer in part. So they said that she, every organ in her body, her complete body was completely full of cancer. I mean, her whole, everything, bones, everything. Well, they had asked the physician if they could bring her to this healing meeting. He said, and this is the way he did it. They said, you know, I don't care where you take her. She's not going to live past midnight anyway. Well, she was alive the next morning. And she was alive the next day after that. What was it, six weeks? Six weeks. She just got a little better every day. And she walked out cancer-free. But it was six weeks. Now, if you ask her, she'd say, I did, I'm, I, six weeks is all right me as long as I got healed. <laughs> Dad was preaching down in Houston, and there's a group that came from somewhere, I don't know, 100 miles away or so, a couple carloads of them. And this little girl, she had, I, I don't know, was autism or something like that anyway. Prayed for her, and she was just the same. They got in the car, and they drove, started driving back home, and they stopped to eat, and the mother ordered for her, and, and then got to talking to the other ladies there. They had her in the booth, you know. And uh, the waitress brought the food and the mother turned to cut up the food so the little girl could eat it because, you know, she ha had those problems. And the girl looked up at her and said, what are you doing that for? I eat my own hamburger. And it had been, what, two hours or so? See, 
Some healed as they went. Some began to mend from that hour. Just keep that switch of faith turned on. Okay? Praise the Lord. Bow your heads for just a moment. I never like to have a service. I don't give an opportunity for somebody to find Jesus.